Did you know a podcast episode like this can provide literally dozens of marketing content assets for your business? It's brought to you by Content Monster, your go-to for engaging marketing content, like this podcast or remote video production. It's not just a podcast, it's your marketing powerhouse. Visit contentmonster.com to learn more. That's contentmonsta.com. All right, guys, welcome to Real Time with Rachel. I am here today to talk to you about lending. It's so important right now. Everyone's talking about interest rates all day long, and we want to just go right straight to the source. And I happen to have a wonderful friend, Lindsay Rude, and she is at Origin Point, and she is going to talk to us today about all of our burning questions as they pertain to mortgages, buy-downs, the market, all the burning things. We're going to talk about it, and I am so happy to welcome you, Lindsay. Thank you for joining me today. Thank you for having me. You and I have known each other for a long time, and then we had a period where we didn't get to see each other very much, and recently we have reconnected, and it's been so nice. Um, when I got into real estate, you kind of jumped back towards um, lending, mm-hmm. and now we find ourselves running in the same circles. And so it's been really fun to catch up with you. I absolutely love it. I'm so excited to see that you are thriving and doing mm-hmm. all the good things. I want you to tell us a little bit about Origin Point and a little bit about your business, and then we'll dive in to some facts that you can share with us. And so hopefully our listeners can get some good information and understand that it is still a great time to buy, Mm -hmm. a great time to be in the business of real estate, and walk away from this podcast knowing that um, all is not lost. Yes, definitely. So a little bit about me. I'm now with Origin Point, and we were founded in April of this year, and we're actually a sister company to Guaranteed Rate, which is the number one non-depository lender in the country. So we come with a huge support system, great programs, over 50 programs, 20 jumbo. Um, It's just a great company. But Origin Point itself is kind of the white glove service, um, a little bit smaller company to where we can really personalize and essentially handhold first-time homebuyers, investors throughout the entire process. Um, And we're local in Washington, so that's helpful as well. But Origin Point is also in other states, too. So um, It is in other states, so it's kind of dotted all over the country? Yep, and we're growing, adding more states day by day. And you are not exclusive... um, with any other brokerage, you can work with anybody all across the board. So if you are looking for, anybody looking for um, a a loan can come to you. Correct. So we're um, residential only. So one to four unit residential homes, condos, investments, second homes, primaries, all the things. Okay, good. Um, And you are located in Kirkland, Washington? Correct. Okay, excellent. 
All right, let's get down to it. I'm gonna put my glasses on here. I'm gonna look at some of the notes that I made and I'm gonna ask you a question. First of all, you talked about um, first time home buyers and I do think that even though we've kind of seen a little bit of a quieter time, a lot of um, first time home buyers kind of decided to step back and kind of see what the market was gonna do. And I think now people are starting to get comfortable with the fact that interest rates have gone up a little bit. Mm -hmm. And um, they're starting to dip back into the market again. Tell me, why is it a great time to be a first-time home buyer? Yes. So I actually, we're seeing more first-time home buyers and investors, but first-time home buyers specifically in the market six months ago, we were paying way over asking. It was an emotional roller coaster, offer after offer, um, completely different market now, right? So those first-time yeah. home buyers. You know, if they had a tight budget and they're just getting started, we're seeing price reductions now and we're not seeing as much competition. So they're able to get back in the market and be more competitive. Interest rates are higher, but we have new programs because this is a market that we haven't been used to and we haven't seen. Mm -hmm. So now we have new programs that allow them to bite on the interest rate temporarily and that lowers their monthly payment uh, for we now have a one, two or three year buy down. And so that lowers their monthly payment until we see a correction in the market. And that's going to allow them to refinance. And they already got the home they wanted. So okay. less closing costs, less price up front, paying a little bit more in interest rates. But the average loan is kept for seven years anyway. So I think that that's where we need to educate and really help people understand that it's still a great opportunity to buy because you're paying less for the home in most cases and you can get seller credits, which we have not seen okay. in how many years? You you know more than I do. Like, yeah. on, well, let's just talk for a second. I'm gonna back you up a little bit and just say, yeah. you know, if I'm a first time home buyer and um, I even see this with people who are selling their homes for the first time, they really don't necessarily know a lot about some of the terms and it's our mm -hmm. job, right, to really explain to them. So can you talk about what buy down means? Sure. So it has to be a lender or seller credit and it's something that you can negotiate with your agent. So what you would do is you would ask for, say, instead of asking for a lower purchase price, you could ask for a certain percentage, depending on the loan program, towards a seller credit, which that seller credit can be used as to buy down the interest rate. So one program in particular would be like a two-one buy down. So you ask for, let's say, $15,000 credit, and that can go towards buy this program that allows you to buy down the credit by 2% the first year, 1% the second year, and then you go to the the rate that you locked originally. So it's not like an arm. It's not going to fluctuate in that third year, but what it does is buy you time for really, you know, we can dive into it deeper, but for the feds to curb inflation, which is good for mortgage rates. And we expect them to come back down once inflation's under control. So this is a great temporary program that you can have the seller pay for and also can negotiate. Then they're not having to lower their purchase price. And they get to take their funds and equity from their house. But you can also get the home you want at a lower interest rate. Okay. So now if you're an agent listening to this podcast, it's really important that agents, us agents, really know that these programs are out there so that we can lead our buyers to you. Um, because I think if 
anybody who's been in the market, maybe even just in the last six, seven years, they might not know about this buy down because it's not something that we were really having to deal with very much. So um, all you agents out there, if you happen to be watching or listening, make sure to check out what Lindsay's saying. And you did give me a great little flyer on this program. So um, we can always get that to anybody who's listening or watching. And if you want to comment, DM us, we can always send it off to you because it is really, really helpful. And it is kind of hard to understand the first time that you kind of hear it. And I am I'm always somebody that needs like, okay, if my interest rate started at 6%, Mm -hmm. when I'm buying it down, where do I go? What what does that mean? The first year it'll be 4%. Cause it's a so two, one. 2% less. Yes. Okay. And then the second year it'd be 1% less. Okay. And so okay. That, that that's really good. That's lowering okay. your payment by quite a bit. Yeah. Giving it time for the market to correct. And then you can refinance and do a lower interest rate permanently. Okay. And then after the two years, mm-hmm. you go back to your locked in rate. So you're back to 6%. Correct. So it's never going to be more if the, than that. if the rates have gone up to 10%, you're still at six. Yes. yes exactly. This is great. Yeah, it is. Okay. And the, sellers, okay. and the seller's paying for it. So okay. if we look at it from a different perspective, from the seller's point of view, um, it costs them more to lower like a 5% price reduction than it would to just offer seller credits towards buying down the rates, which is what everybody is, you know, hearing in the media and is, you know, okay. kind of on the fence about right now. So there's, okay. there's opportunity and strategy. And like you were talking about the flyers, we do this all day. So, you know, agents can reach out to me and say, Hey, I am sitting in an open house at this price point, And we could plug in those numbers and show exactly what that looks like number wise. Okay. That's really cool. Yeah. And, um, for, uh, oh man, See, I'm like so flooded with excitement that I forgot what I was going to say. Dang it. I got all excited. I was like going to run out and do one of these programs. Okay. I'll have to come back to it. I like that when we were talking, you said you don't have to sell your firstborn yes. to get into a house. That's so. it. Like <laughs> That's good. Some of my buyers are pregnant and I think they're going to be really happy to know that they don't have to give away their baby just to get their first house. To get the baby's bedroom. <laughs> right? <laughs> um, and, you, and with these programs, you don't have to waive any contingencies. You don't have to do anything like that. You can nope. still go through your entire process just as you would. Yep. And still ask the seller for credit. Oh, I remember what I wanted to ask you. And it was for, for people who don't know what a seller credit is, I was just going to have you explain that at the, you know, at the, when the transaction closes. Yep. It's the essentially. So, yeah. So, with when you're as the agent, while you're making an offer negotiating, you ask for a certain percentage, like I mentioned, depending on the loan amount, how much you put down and um, loan program, you would ask mm-hmm. for a certain percentage that those funds would kind of be held in like, the easiest way to explain it is like an escrow account and mm-hmm. it subsidizes the payment for the first two years, right? And that's the seller's money, not yours, making, lowering your payment. So is that okay. answering your question? It does, okay. it does. And okay. I'm really, um, I do understand what you're saying. I just want to make sure that um, any first time buyer really has like some of the terminology down because I think um, a lot of our 
our buyers are so savvy these days anyway. Absolutely. But I think sometimes, you know, some of these terms, people still ask questions or they're afraid to ask because they don't want to look like they don't know. So I just want to make sure that we, we give everybody great information so that they are armed and dangerous as they hit the market. And the other thing so. with the seller credit, we do have the buy downs, but we also could use those as closing costs too. You do have to have your down payment, but it can go go towards those closing costs as well. So all things to consider okay. when negotiate. Instead of the buy down? You could use it for either. Either or. Okay. Yep. And Great. With, with okay. The buy down that is really cool. With the buy down program, oh. it does need to be your primary. So that's something. Okay. And with in conventional loan limits. Okay. I have another question. Yes. How much am I putting down? Is there a certain amount that I have to put down when I do this program? There, so conventional loans, it depends on the loan amount, but you can go as low as 3% down. So that is really huge for first time home buyers, right? When you're saving your pennies and you're trying to get into your first home, um, that can make a big difference. So if I, if I'm buying a million dollar house mm -hmm. and I qualified, I could put 3% down. So million would be out. Well, that might be. Yeah, a, it would be a, a jumbo. more jumbo yeah. area. Okay, sorry. Yeah, I no, mean, here <laughs> it's really hard sometimes to get a house for a million dollars. So I'm I'm always just like kind of going in that direction. Okay, let's say it's five hundred thousand dollars. Yeah, you could put three percent down if you qualified. Correct. Yep. Okay. Um. So like high balance is eight ninety one two fifty, right? So we can high balance is kind of a sweet spot in between conforming and jumbo. And in our area, because it's an expensive area, Pierce, Snohomish, and King County fall into that high um, high balance realm. Mm -hmm. So, so there's those are all things that we can help you work through. And it's like every situation is so individual, and that's why we always say like depending on the the, the financials of the client, and then also the property itself. That's where it's helpful. Just send us the property and we can plug in the exact numbers, what taxes will be and insurance and all, all those things. So you get like big picture what that looks like payment wise. And then, you know, the agent and the client can figure out where they want to negotiate. Okay. Now, what if you are buying an investment property? Mm -hmm. Can you take advantage of any of these kinds of loans? Not on the two one buy down, but you can definitely, we're seeing a lot of people jumping back into the market that, um, can negotiate price now or ask for, right. or ask for seller. If you have a good agent. Yes, exactly. <laughs> um, but you could also ask for seller credits for closing costs. Okay. So you can always do that. Yes. Um, and you can, and ask, I, and you can ask for a permanent rate buy down. You just can't do the temporary rate buy down. Okay. Yes. Okay. So if you do the, the permanent rate buy down, mm -hmm. Tell me more. So usually you can do that to lower your monthly payment. Um, right now, depending on the situation, we wouldn't necessarily recommend that. It might be more useful to keep your that money liquid and use it for closing costs. Because if you're buying down the rate and you're just going to refinance once the market corrects, it might not be worth putting that, the money in the buy, permanent buy down. However, those are, again, those are all things that we can run the numbers for you and kind of show you mm -hmm. what is the strategy behind it and what makes the most sense for you. Okay. And another thing, I was just um, reading something the other day. Um, 
I don't know, scrolling through Instagram, somebody had posted something that I thought was really, really helpful, which was you can refinance. So I think that um, buyers should not forget that you you can start in now and then in a couple years you can do a refi. So instead of waiting to start building your equity in a couple years, at least start building the equity now, even if it's at a higher rate, the payment difference is really so small compared anyway. So to wait a whole, you know, two years, or I'm going to wait till interest rates go down, you want to build equity. This is the whole thing that we're trying to do, people, is build equity real estate. Mm -hmm. So to wait and wait is not the best idea. Would you concur? Absolutely, because you're... You might see the difference in payment, but you're going to refi eventually anyway to drop that payment. And in the meantime, everybody else is getting used to the new market and the psychology behind that. And they're going to start jumping back in and you're going to get multiple offers again. And then you're going to be paying that much more up front. Right. So it's definitely still a buyer's I mean, it's not necessarily buyer's market in the sense that there's always inventory, which also supports supply and demand, which supports the equity you're going to gain if you jump in the market now. Um, But, you know, it is more buyer friendly right now than we've seen in years. Definitely. I think buyer friendly is the right term because I was just reading something on keeping uh, current matters. We're definitely not going to away from the seller's market yet. We're not even close to it, but it's more buyer friendly for sure. And I think, you know, some buyers have really been scared off, but um, they shouldn't be at all because it's actually a very friendly time to be a buyer because sellers really want to work with you right now. Before, they were just like, oh, I'll get a better offer. But now, you know, even if your house is on the market for 30 days, sellers, you're still going to get that right buyer. You might not get 10 offers. You're not going to get two or 300000 a million dollars over ask, but you're going to get the right buyer, and the conditions are going to be that that buyer is going to want to pay you know, somewhere near full price for if you're asking a normal amount and you're not inflated, if you have a good agent that's not telling you that you can get over what you started <laughs> with, I think that it's a great opportunity for buyers to really negotiate, like you're saying, with the buy down, um, any other terms, if there's repairs, you know, anything else that needs to happen. Um, it's just buyer friendly. I'm and it's more, it's, all the time. it's safer for buyers to jump in the market right now, right? Like, a month or six months ago, they were having to waive everything, waive financing, waive yeah. inspection. It really so wasn't here. a healthy atmosphere no, for buyers it was, and it was not fun. Yeah. So, so what positives for buyers right now? I think so too. Okay. <laughs> that's good. Now let's talk about investors a little bit. Okay. Um, so why don't you just tell me a little bit, you've written a couple of things Oh, you wrote here, marry the house, date the rate. Yes. I love that. That's what we were just talking about. But then I just exactly. saw that you had written that to me the other day. Marry the house, date the rate. Yeah. That and should be a bumper have, sticker. We have, especially in mortgage and real estate, right? <laughs> um, we have a, a program also that helps us track our loans and our clients and where they are. And as the market corrects, We'll be able to call them and say like, hey, we ran the numbers. We will help you. We are monitoring it for you to save you the most amount of money and tell you when it's a good time to refi. So, you know, that's exactly it. We're just, you know, marry the house right now. Get in the house you want. And then 
Start building the equity. Have that temporary rate. Yeah. And, and that's great. Yeah. I mean, I think some buyers, just to go back to this for one second, are so like concerned with what it is right now mm-hmm. that um, they're not able to be forward thinking, right? And think about what's coming next. So I think it's important as the real estate professionals that we are to really remind our buyers about the opportunities that are always happening. But the, the biggest thing is like, let's let's get you in the house so that you can start building equity. Right. It's all about long-term gains, you know, building wealth, building your portfolio. So, and that leads us into investors. Oh. I have a lot of investors right now. Um, I think I just referred one to you as a matter yes, of fact. Yes, you did. And <laughs> tell us um, a little bit about just in general, which some of the programs that you have for investors, um, are there different programs for like, if they're buying multifamily, if they're buying single family? Yep, there are multiple programs, depends on the price point. Um, You can put as low as 15% down um, for one unit, 25% down for say, if you're buying a duplex or a two to four unit. We're seeing a lot of this right now. And I would like to point out, I think, it's very telling when you, I have all my agents that I work with trying to buy properties, right? So, mm-hmm. so for I'm definitely looking for one yeah. right now. So you know, if the professionals are doing it, it's probably the time to hop in, right? Right. right. Follow the professionals, yeah. everyone, and and that's what we're here for. I mean, we're hearing all the behind the scenes that not everybody else is. So we're here to educate, and if they're doing right. it, you probably want to too. Um. So one cool thing about an investment property is if you can do a rental appraisal and we can use 75% of that market rent to offset your payment. So if you already have a primary and your debt to income ratio is like, "Eh, you're wondering what that looks like, we can run those numbers for you. And it might not be, you might be able to make it work, right? So so all those things are very important to take into consideration. or you could potentially buy a duplex and it can be owner occupied, live in it for 12 months, rent out the other side and use 75% of that rent to offset your overall payment. And then after 12 months, you can move out. You have that equity built, rents and repeat, right? Right. So then you could buy nice. your property. Somebody moves into your side of the duplex and then you have that much equity to roll over and do that again. And the cool thing about that is, is if it's your primary and it's owner occupied, you can put less down and you get better rates. Okay. So what I'm hearing you say is if you are not occupying it, it's going to be more down, like 15%. Correct. But if you go into it as the um, primary, then it's going to be... How much less? Depending on the loan amount, it could be as low as 3% down. Okay. It can go all the way down to 3%. Sweet. Okay. Great. Um, Let me see. I want to, oh, we just talked about that. And that is so cool. And I love that you wrote in the notes, rinse and repeat. So that is great for everyone to know. So you get one, then you add another door, then you add another door, and all of a sudden you got a million doors. And um, I actually went on a listing appointment this morning and I saw right on this guy's counter, you know, an investing book, you know, and it, it just made me ask him, like, you know, 
do you have other investment properties? And sure enough, he's like, yeah, I've got this one, I've got this one, I've got this one. And so, so many sellers as well are just, they're thinking about, you know, he was saying I might move into one of my other investment properties, mm -hmm. sell this one, take the profit and buy two doors. Yeah. So it's just, you know, making money. And our market here, we are so lucky because it is still very strong. Obviously, people are still coming from all over, relocating here to Seattle. Mm -hmm. So, but no matter where you are, um, you know, working with a professional, a great lender and a great agent is always the best bet. Um, when I see some buyer saying, well, I've been on Redfin, I've been on Zillow and popping around. And I'm always like, just let us help you. Let us give you just a little more so that you really have the very best information. Yeah. Um, because sometimes it can be a little guesswork if you don't work with a real estate agent. It is. And I think that's why it's important. Every situation is so unique to that person where your finances are. And I think people think like, you know, I need to pay everything off before I buy a home. And that's just not necessarily true. Like even student yeah. loans, we can count as low as a half percent of your student loan. We don't have to count, especially if it's deferred, we don't have to count this huge payment in your DTI. Um, really? Yeah. So okay. first time home buyers. Having a little bit of debt is obviously it's good for your credit it anyway, is. right? Yeah. So okay. those are things that we're also, you know, we help navigate those things. Like look at the big picture. So okay, let's talk for a second um, about. <laughs> do you have a story of like some buyer who goes into escrow and goes and buys a new car? <laughs> let's I have talk one. about that. <laughs> Every London I have a nightmare. couple of those. I'm like, you what? You did what? Yeah. So, yeah, so those conversations. Talk to, we, talk to our buyers about that a little bit. Yeah, so please don't do that. <laughs> right. And tell us house, why. We really discourage, like, don't open new, you know, lines of credit. Don't go buy a car. Um, one thing that a lot of people don't even think about, they think, oh, I bought this big new house. I'm going to go to Restoration Hardware and purchase all my furniture to furnish it which you think naturally that's something you'd want to do, but that can really like you have, this is where it's really important to touch base with your lender before you make any big purchases. And we can help you navigate that. Like, okay, you can do this and it won't, you know, cause you can blow up the entire deal. So we can right. get all the way to close and we're like, Whoa, underwriting does one last check. And all of a sudden there's all these new lines of credit that we didn't account for. So. Exactly. So speaking of underwriting, um, let's just, I mean, this is definitely, um, a, if you're a repeat buyer, you certainly, and you, you, you get loans, you certainly know what underwriting means. But, you know, if you're a new buyer and you're just entering the market, you may not understand exactly what the loan process is. Mm -hmm. Can you give like a quickie rundown of, of what happens? You, you know, apply for your loan yep. and then tell, tell us more. Okay. So step number one is typically we either meet somebody that's interested in buying or they're introduced to us via an agent we work with. So what we will do is set up a free consult call. And that's just essentially, let's hop on the phone. Let's talk about your dreams and goals, where you're at financially, what your employment looks like. Um, and then like what price point you're looking at, or we'll help you figure out which price point makes sense on that call. Um, depending on like where you want it to be or what you can qualify for. Um, and then also credit always plays into that. So we can kind of guide you and what your credit looks like now, if we can help you 
you know, get your credit up to get you in a better position. Or if you're sitting, sitting in a great place right now, we'll just move forward with the process. So the next step is um, submitting a digital application. Once you do that, that comes through to us. Your credit is pulled. We're able to evaluate big picture, what everything looks like in your credit report. And then that's when we call you and say, okay, here's where we're at. We've ran the numbers. We'll typically request additional documentation like um, last two pay stubs, last two W-2s, last two tax returns. Um, any, if you have a current mortgage, we'll need that latest mortgage statement and then proof of homeowner's insurance. Those are the standard documents. Um, differs a little bit for self-employed, but that's a whole, yeah, maybe another day. <laughs> <laughs> part two. Yes, part two. Um, and so then once we have all those documents, we review them, calculate your income, make sure everything's shored up. Um, you, we have your debt to income ratio at that point and figure out what you qualify for. And after we do that, we send you your, we also have an automated underwriting system that we run it through. So then we send you your pre-underwritten or pre-approval letter to you and your agent and you're ready to go shopping. And then you guys determine what you want to shop for, what price points you're looking at, and then any properties you're interested in, you can always email them to us um, and we can run the exact numbers, look up the taxes specifically yeah. to that property. And then we can give you a mortgage plan to show you exactly like, what do you want to put down? What that makes your payment? What does this, you know, what does this look like for you if you were to make an offer on this property? Mm-hmm. And then, and we can run different loan programs as well, like arms versus- and Let me just jump in yeah, and cut you off for one second um, while we're on the subject of, you know, like you, you, you giving the mortgage plan and all that stuff. I was just thinking while you were talking a little bit about how closely we work together, mm-hmm. um, agent and lender, because there have been times, especially um, in the luxury market, where sometimes- Buyers think that they can buy more than they can, mm-hmm. even when they already have the pre-approval letter. Yes. And so I always, always will text you and say, hey, um, so-and-so is going to put an offer in. It's $3.1 million. And then um, you know, you'll write me back and say, no, no, yeah. that's not going to work. They cannot go above 27 or something like that. And then there's a conversation that ensues. And I have to be the bad guy. It's never you. It's always me. I have to say, oh, Lindsay says, we can't write that off for you guys. And, you know, I told you not to look at those houses. Why did you, you know, why are you wanting to make an offer on this house? So that sometimes comes up. And so it's important for buyers and sellers alike to really realize and understand, like, this is a team effort. Mm-hmm. And it's it's not just the agent driving things. It's not just the lender. Like, we really do work together. And so I like to just reiterate to anybody listening or watching that we always um, are communicating. Right. And sometimes, you know, I don't think that our clients always realize like, hey, I this is why I referred you or this is why you referred me. We work together hand in hand. Yes. And that if you're not doing that, things can spin out of control so quickly. Yes. And then what happens is you get to underwriting and they spit your loan back out and they say, sorry, you, you know, you're not qualified to, to, to buy this house. Right. Um, it definitely, it has to be cohesive because there's so many moving pieces. 
And sometimes, yeah. you know, you don't find the house you want to make an offer on right away. So we have to keep, you know, running the numbers, making sure everything's up to date and that communication has to remain constant. And that, I think that's something we really take pride in. I know on my team that communication is key because everything's constantly, you know, it's a fast paced market. And so, and everything's changing. A house you could be looking at is gone, you know, quickly or something changed at work or, you know, there's so many things that go into that. What if I lock, if I get a pre-approval, a pre-approval letter from you and I am like locked in, well, are you locked in when you get your, no, your pre-approval letter? No, so go on. Not locked in. So you lock after you get your offer accepted. So once you get your, you go under contract, then we will run everything on that property. We'll send you your mortgage options. Sometimes it'll be, so let's say in the prior market, and we're seeing it a little bit now, it's called PAR. At PAR is paying zero points and it's the interest rate right then. And sometimes you can pay, use, you can pay points to buy down the interest rate. And so we'll give you options. We'll say like, this is what it looks like. Or if it's the programs we were talking about, we'd present that as well. Or let's say a seven, seven year arm or a 15 year versus a 30 year. So we'll give you all that. And then once you determine which program you want to go go with, and we've talked you through it, then you say, I'm ready to lock. So then that's when we lock you in. You're in that program, you have that interest rate locked in, and then comes all the processing of the loan, getting everything through on that. So you've already been- And that is called- Underwriting. Underwriting, okay. <laughs> so we push the loan through, they start digging into everything so in depth, they are probably going to request more documents um, but what our job is, is really to have it really shored up before we get to that point. And so we can do, uh, we call it TBD underwriting. And that's kind of a really, that's a power move on our behalf and origin point that we could have mm-hmm. you already underwritten prior to going under contract. So then once you go under contract, it's smooth sailing from there. Uh, I love when my clients are underwritten already. It's almost like cash because they're like ready to go. We don't have to futz around with all the other stuff. And it is so nice. And also, I love, I mean, when I'm representing a seller and I get an offer and they're underwritten. I'm like... We'll take them because that means they are ready to go already. And what that Um, means is that's a dream. Financially, we've already reviewed everything about the client themselves, um, the borrower. And so really all you have to plug in is the property. And so it's a beautiful thing. Yes. And that's where we can close so quickly in those instances. Like it's, I mean, 10 days on a jumbo. What is your 10 days? Yes. On a jumbo? Yes. What? Yeah. Really? Are you serious? Oh, yeah. So underwritten, 10 days. Yeah. Okay. So has it slowed? Because it was like 18 days, 25 days, like Mm -hmm. when things were like really going crazy. So has it become where you can, is the volume less that you can now do it in 10 days? Or is it just origin point? Um, It's, I think it's more individualized to us. Um, We were actually closing in 10 to 12 days, even over the summer when the market wow. was crazy. Okay. So what that we do is, is just our, massively amazing. They know that this is the standard and it's kind of the white glove service that I mentioned earlier. 
that uh-huh. they really take pride in it. If you have to upstaff people, then you, you upstaff to make sure that that's happening. And and that's where, again, like you said, working the lender and the agent working together, um, and it's you know in a very competitive market, you can use that as a you know as an advantage. Hey, we can close in ten days, and your seller gets their funds that quickly. Which could, wow. be, you know, def- it definitely makes you stand out when you're writing your offer. Oh my God! I mean, it just, it really, yes, it makes you stand out. I mean, the seller sees that you're, you know, can close in ten days, and as an agent, you know, I would be recommending to my seller, like, listen, I, well, on top of the fact I'm going to call you as the agent and like be like, hey, are they, are they really going to close? How, you know, how strong is this and all that stuff? So we're always start working together, even at the beginning, even when we're not working on the same team, right. you know. Everybody on the deal is working together. But when I hear that, I'm like, take it. Yeah, yes. This is good. Easy peasy. Yeah. yeah, that's really cool. Um, okay, one more question for you before we wrap it up. People's heads are probably spinning right now yes. with all this amazing information. Um, and that question is just about interest rates in general, because, of course, everybody wants to hear about mm-hmm. The interest rates. Tell us, you know, your elevator speech on interest rates today. And um, as a lender, where you see them going, holidays are coming up, New Year's coming up. Like, what are you guys expecting? Um, Not just on, I'm not talking about like what the Fed's going to do and all that stuff. I'm talking just about, you know, what are you going to do as as a lender um, with interest rates? What do you think is going to happen? Okay, so not to dive into the Feds, then one thing to point out, I think, about interest rates that is a big misconception is the Fed rate is different than mortgage rate, right? So actually, the Feds keep rising their Fed rate, but it's inversely related to our mortgage rates. So as they curb inflation, you said don't talk about this, but I feel like it's so important. Um, Well, I think it is. As they curb inflation, we expect mortgage rates to come back down. So... It's all dependent on like last Thursday, we had the consumer price index report come out better than we were expecting. So we saw the biggest drop in rates in history that we know of because they started tracking it in 2009. Um, last Thursday, we saw interest rates drop a half percentage, which was huge. Okay. So, and then yesterday there was the um, PPI report, the producer price index came out and that was better than expected as well. So that helped us out a bit too. So what this is showing us is hopefully we've already reached the top peak. Hopefully. I mean, nobody has a crystal ball. If I did, I'd be sailing away in Tahiti right now. But I, um, we really do expect for it to hopefully have peaked, if not coming down now. So this is where we're saying jump in while you can, because as people start to wrap their minds around this, they're going to start jumping back in the market and you're going to see more competition. Great. Okay, good. This is good news. Yes. So maybe this the craziness is, is on its way out. Yeah. Now we that all need would to be get a great things. Christmas, Christmas uh, miracle. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm going to make sure um, and put your information with this podcast so that if anybody does want to reach out to you, they are able to do that. Thank you. But um, I just want to thank you so much for joining me today. Did mm-hmm. we miss anything? 
I hope not. I feel like we covered a lot. And for my first part, I think it was very, very informative. And, you know, the point of this podcast is to talk about things in real time. So you are getting this information in real time. It's happening. It's happening for me. It's happening for buyers and sellers alike. And it's really important that we bring this stuff with um, somebody who's got their um, finger on the pulse of the market, which you certainly do. You. So I'm so happy that you were able to join me today. And I can't wait because we're going to the cracking game on Saturday. We are. With I'm so excited. Me too. So we will celebrate our great podcast then and our great relationship um, working and friendship wise. And I always just um, so appreciate your time being with us. And I hope that our listeners got a lot out of this. Please DM us with questions, make comments. And um, as always, we're bringing this to you in real time. And that is it for Real Time with Rachel. Thanks. Did you know a podcast episode like this can provide literally dozens of marketing content assets for your business? It's brought to you by Content Monsta, your go-to for engaging marketing content like this podcast or remote video production. It's not just a podcast. It's your marketing powerhouse. Visit ContentMonsta.com to learn more. That's ContentMonsta.com.